Reptila Podcast, episode 33. As always, you're here with Poop, Saney, and the infamous ZZ Huncho. Saney, big day last episode. Uh, our Jeopardy champion. It feels like that this episode should come back down to earth and that we just get into that, you know, ESPN type, just covering news. But I want to keep the excitement up. Uh, right off the bat, I'm going to give you a question that you guys have no idea is coming. Rank these three centers offensively if they were all in their prime. Jokic, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Shaquille O'Neal. Let's start with our champion, Saini. I love that question, Hoop. And when I look at it, just off first initial thoughts, I'm not looking at anybody's stats. I don't know Shaq's and Hakeem's and Jokic's stats off the top of my head. Obviously, it could be a little bit of recency bias if I go with Jokic because, you know, I'm watching him in his prime. Um, honestly, though... I think if we're looking at prime, Shaquille O'Neal has to be number one. I think 0001 Shaq is like a top three NBA player of all time. I don't think anybody can stop that man except for a free throw. Yeah. Um, but that aside, like, bro, uh, different. I'm honestly, I, I, I think I'm going to take, I think I'm taking Jokic over Hakeem. And I know people are going to be like, what? And like all time, Hakeem is better. Like, obviously, Hakeem has the better resume as of right now. Uh, Jokic is still within his prime. Uh, but the way I look at it, um, yes, Hakeem is a back-to-back NBA champion, and I will not take that away from him. But Jordan retired those two years. Let's yeah, calm our horses. Well, offensively, does offensively, Hakeem though, have a better resume than than Jokic? I don't think that's a thing. Like the only thing you can tell me is legacy. Like I understand Hakeem, and I'm not. This is not a knock to Hakeem at all. At all. I'm He's saying in terms of their best legend. seasons productions. And the best, I'm taking Jokic. No, I I, I think, agree with you. I think I, I think have the last two years of Jokic until the last Jokic... two years of Jokic have been different. Um, yeah. and, and I, and if people, I'm just, I'm just making a case for myself where people want to go at me for not taking a over Jokic because, oh, the legacy, number one, the question was prime for prime. Uh, number two, even if it was uh, legacy against legacy, obviously Hakeem's resume looks better, but Jokic still has a lot of good years in the tank. The way Jokic plays isn't a play style that, uh, can slow down within the next few years. He doesn't play like a, uh, Derek Rose or Russell Westbrook where he just fully relies on athleticism. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I love Hakeem, but I'm, I'm going to take Jokic. I think Jokic is the better post player, too. Not going to lie. The stats say he is. Uh, I think he looks like a I, know, an elephant, but at the same time, he's shooting like 65% this year. So, Z, go for it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take a different route on this one um, because mainly I love Jokic. Last year, I believe he had one of the best – statistical seasons of a big that we've ever seen um i, be- so obviously I believe I'm it was player. all of that into account not to cut you off i think right, it was the best statistical right, right. Like, nba like in, player? in depth stats i'm pretty sure it was right player. his per and all that, that was stuff was, in, was insane like so as much as uh i like as much as i like to talk about that these other two guys like like sandy just said shack uh i'm definitely starting shack mainly because i genuinely don't think anybody can stop him and I would much rather have Hakeem Olajuwon off the bench, mainly because Hakeem it was the first, I believe, uh, player or, or big to win uh, Depoy and MVP hold on, hold in the same on. year. We're talking that was strictly offense. Imagine that strictly there, offense? no defensive possessions the entire okay, game. Okay, strictly offense. Strictly offense. Fine. I, I, I will take Jokic mainly because he's going to get other guys involved. I was just going to say 
that in terms of uh, speed and and things like that, I was gonna, I was taking into account for Hakeem over Jokic specifically. However, if we're specifically talking about offense, we're taking into account playmaking, we're taking into account scoring, post moves, all that. Yeah, Jokic is coming off the bench for me, uh, and I'll and I'll take I'll take the. I'm not gonna there. lie though, like with this with for this sure. topic, I don't think there's a true wrong answer. I think it's the way you view it. I think Shaq always has to be number one, but I think right. Jokic and Hakeem. Like, if you I think Hakeem is. Hakeem, a, I th- I mean, I love Hakeem. I think that I would. T- I think he's one of the best ceiling raisers of all time. He's someone you could just plug onto any team. He's going to be a deep point mm-hmm. caliber player. He's going to do work if you give him the ball alone. Uh, but I do think he's pretty clearly yeah. the worst on offense out of the three. I that, I agree. I, guess. Um, I have. Some I thought you were going to give me a Jeopardy yeah. question, like a question I had to. <laughs> For that's real, for thinking. real. That's just a I'm, ranking question. I'm so Anybody upset. The, the Lighto could have answered that question. The one time in, in Jeopardy, that, <laughs> like one, of, it's it's impressive because I like thought of tough questions. I thought they were, um, and almost all of them were answered. The one that skipped by that it was a mistake was the one where I was uh, trying to get you guys to say the two scoring plays that happened before um, Ray Allen's three point. Yeah, and we forgot. I, to I swear to God, I was, was gonna say Kawhi. I was yeah. gonna say Kawhi yeah. and then LeBron, but I thought we were talking about Miami. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. Right, I was literally about to be like, "Did didn't Kawhi miss a free throw?" Also, like, by the way, for the viewers, if you have not last, seen like, episode thirty-two Jeopardy, I highly recommend it. It's an entertaining listen. The best episode highly. we've recorded. I think, and so. it's only also get better. The game shows thing, are gonna get better. I just want to say because someone DM me asking why I kept cutting you off, Saney. The audio got a little misaligned. So mm. whenever whenever Saney was giving his yeah. answer, I'd say if it was right or wrong, like as he was saying it. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk. He just—it was a little. Out we of got a, we got a little bit of constructive. I also got some constructive criticism in my DMs. Uh, one was uh, Caleb was too loud. Like his audio was louder than us. Uh, I, I I hope you guys um, forgive us for that. It was our first time doing a episode with like what? How many people were in the thing? Like six of us, seven of us. It was like six. Um, yeah. We're getting used to it, uh, and we're only gonna get better from here. I felt um, like a statistician with all the papers around me. I'm like, yeah. a, <laughs> I got the scoring table. But we got to get into hey. this episode. Just real quick though, nobody. And listen, I get I'm known as a, like recently my content's been a little more professional. I came up as a troll. No, you went community. dummy. You went dummy. I went. Just that came up as a troll. That's just and- a reminder to everybody out there. If I make a take or if I say something crazy, because I used to get people used to go up my life back then. Like I remember one time where I was like Trey's praying at the same level as Luca when Trey was on that crazy playoff run, and people were getting mad at me for saying that. I don't say stuff out of my butt for no reason. Okay, I know what I'm talking about, and if I have a crazy take every now and then, that's what makes me a good analytical NBA fan because I'm not afraid to be wrong. But don't don't ever think I'm just making. I hate when people spam me for the recency bias and the, oh you don't actually watch. Like bro, trust me. If I can name seven of the thirteen players that started on the 2016 Sacramento Kings lineups off the top of my head, I can. I I, I think I watch a little bit of basketball. Let them know, yeah, Sane. bro. I hate when said that. And Z Hell's so too. Like there's a lot it's of credibility like, like, in this podcast. Oh, exactly. Z was second. Oh, on God. I was chilling. I was like, bro, if Sandy's gonna run away with these with these Kings questions, I I can't I can't do anything, bro. I'm sorry. Like, bro, I'm I sorry. even know the names. I even know the names of everybody's nuclear. signature shoe. Like, I go, I know everything. Like, I that's my life. This is my life. All right. Um. And for me, I'm I'm a bit of a Zizi Huncho is a bit of a historian. So you know, 
I, I, you know, corn, cornbread, cornbread Maxwell. I got that. It's a damn shame that we had a big Celtics fan that was here, crazy. and he didn't know the answer to that, that question. Was crazy. But me and Sadie was as soon as the question was spewed, me and Sadie knew. Everybody else didn't know, but me and Sadie and who? Yeah. That's crazy. That's genuinely um, wild. Well, I got on JJ for that because you know me and JJ are very close. Uh, he's got to come back for another round for our next game. But uh, with the lineup for, for today's sure. episode, it's going to be somewhat short uh first topic does the best power forward play in la the next what are the odds and the last one is the q a starting off with obviously it's an anthony davis segment i want to start off hot i do think at the peak of their powers anthony davis is a better power forward than Giannis Antetokounmpo, and i don't think that should be a crazy take at the peak if of we're talking powers? strictly, strictly, you have one game where both guys are going to be healthy throughout the whole game. And I don't. I don't mean just no one game. I think like if Anthony no, but Davis I'm saying is going like, crazy I'm, for two, three yeah, 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 months, yeah. and Giannis is going crazy for two, healthy. three months. I'm saying yeah. like throughout every game, that's, he that's is the like, catch. there's no mishaps. That's the 100. percent That's the reason I always take Giannis over uh, AD because a big. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you guys have fully understood now that a big thing for me is availability. Um, that's why I didn't have Kawhi in my top five right. list when you guys did. That's why I don't have guys. I didn't even consider AD when I was doing the top ten at the beginning of the season, if I'm being honest. Y'all are um, no fun. I thought you were going to yell at me for what I just said. Well, it's true, bro. People forget. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, do you, you guys, guys agree? remember Anthony Davis on the Pelicans before the Nike logo? Am I the only person that remembers that red jersey Pelicans no, Anthony he, Davis? No, he was nice. I'm saying he's even better than that right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I haven't seen enough of him in terms of availability to claim that... He could be better right. than Giannis. Um, but I'm talking strictly from even back in his younger days, bro, like when he was carrying those that Pelicans team, because that team was garbage um, other than him. And Drew Holiday was all right. I mean, Drew Holiday didn't really stand out to me until he got to the Bucks. He was nice on the Sixers, fell off a bit in New Orleans, and then came back on the Bucks. I think that system just didn't fit him, to be fair. Um, Do you think but, Pelicans AD is better than current Giannis? No. No. Um, and only because, mm. only because... Oh, Z's thinking... Um, only because, listen, I think Giannis is the the difference with Giannis and AD, and I understand Giannis has a better team built around him, though they built it to the draft, and those guys learned to play together over the years. None of them were meant to be superstars or even all-stars. Um, but I will say this about Giannis compared to AD, especially when we're talking AD's Pelicans days. Did AD have enough time to prove me wrong? No, so I, I can't really knock him for that. But from what I saw, when you watch, especially a playoff game, um, Giannis, when, when both teams play them, and this is this goes for both players, obviously the gravity is going to shift towards them, especially on offense. Teams, number one, how are you going to stop these, these unicorns, these demigods on offense, right? Um, I think there was instances where even though AD was scoring, he could still not win a game. AD didn't have as big of an impact on winning as Giannis does for me, um, which is why I I'd like to. Giannis, I'd like for you to explain that. Um, well, the records. Dog. Giannis finishes top of the seat. Here's the thing. If we're talking a Milwaukee team that's built through free agency and they're a big market team and all that stuff, that's different. But we're talking about guys that were built through the draft and not Giannis isn't even a lottery pick. Do they have one lottery pick on that team that was drafted to Milwaukee? Like their their star players? Are any of them lottery are, picks? Are we expecting Anthony Davis to develop talent over in No, but I think it's much easier to play with Giannis rather than play with Anthony Davis and that shows Why is on that? the Why is that? record. I and winning pro why? Why? Why would you think that that Giannis? It's easier to win with Giannis than it is than to win with AD. I think it's much well, easier. Well, I win think with you have to. There's definitely things that you can see in terms of being a black hole on offense, 
uh, or just... I don't think he's a black hole. I think no, I'm not saying. I'm not thing. saying. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying he's a black hole. But I'm saying when you can't really tell from a either because I. Giannis, from the outside, from a fan's perspective, he seems like the better teammate. Seems like more motivating and you know more of a a killer, you might say. Um, but when I'm looking at them as players, at once again, it's at the peak of their powers. I think Anthony Davis is a much like a significantly better defender. I think he's a much better rim protector. Uh, he's averaged more blocks, like almost a full block more than Giannis at any point in his career. I think he has smoother movements on defense. He's more disciplined as a defender. He's someone who could actually clog the paint at the bottom as opposed to, you know, Giannis, who has Brook Lopez, who's doing that job for him. Uh, Giannis is versatile, but he's not really AD he's not locking anyone up. I'm sorry? AD had prime boogie with well, him. Well, I'm talking Anthony Davis, like, the, the Lakers championship, what he's doing right now, like, as a, as a center. Okay. He's still he's a much better run effect. If you well, want to ask you this question, let me... No, I, I'm not. No, yeah, yeah. I'm talking as a player, though, but continue. Yeah, and... I, and uh. Right. On offense, I'd say he has a very similar dominance factor where AD is more back to the basket but could still face up. He has smoother movements on offense, better shooting touch, more reliable at the free throw line. But the one separator, it sounds stupid, but it's it's the dog factor. Like, it's, you know, what I'm talking about. Um, and obviously with AD, health plays a factor too. But I was talking with JJ the other day, and he was telling me how Zach Levine the fall-off he's had this year is a lot due to confidence, and he thinks that he had the tools to be much better than Donovan Mitchell. If you look at Zach Levine in 2021, I believe, he was averaging like 28 with the Bulls on like 50% shooting, 40% from three. He was a very fluid shot creator. Obviously, the dunk contest winner, someone who could get downhill, but it's just either the bad situation or a mindset thing. Like He's just not playing up to that potential. I think it's similar uh, I'm sorry, Zach Levine being better than Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell, like he's just obviously shorter. Um, and Zach Levine, in terms of tools, has tools that can be comparable to Donovan Mitchell and that he'd be a better player. But I do think like the factors of whether it's competitiveness or whether it's situation or confidence, like Donovan Mitchell's confidence is unmatched. Giannis's confidence is unmatched. Davis has been in situations where even though he was healthy last year, he, said, he felt like he was deferring to LeBron a little bit. That's I don't. I, I don't like your. I don't powers. like your point. I don't like your point that he's a better shooter than Giannis. The stats don't say that. In his Lakers days, the stats don't. Say I think that. Giannis, a... shoots, Giannis shoots more. Giannis has more shots at a better efficiency every game, and that includes three pointers. He shoots more three pointers and shoots them at a higher clip. What about shoots at a higher clip and efficiency? Um, and with free throws, Anthony Davis with the Lakers was not a great Wait. free throw taker. Giannis seventy two percent. Anthony Davis seventy four percent. Like it's not as huge of a difference as you think it was. Um, I just see Giannis, and I'm going, looking at peak Anthony Davis. I'm looking at that like, is, is like, that like the yeah, like I'm looking at these basketball reference stats. Like he's not a great three point shooter. I'm not saying Giannis is the best either, but Giannis mm-hmm. has better numbers over the last however many years he's been on Lakers compared to the last the only Bucks is, and even the peak two years, the two peak years even. Um, so I do agree with some of the mm-hmm. stuff you're saying. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna argue a lot of it because I didn't prepare those in-depth stats because I didn't know we were going to do an AD versus Giannis take. I thought we were just going to talk about Anthony Davis' yeah, yeah, yeah. current situation. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm not going to say you are wrong. But the shooting thing caught me a little off guard, and I just pulled up the numbers now because from my hindsight, I'm a big... I watch every Lakers game because in Canada, it's hard to get games, and they're always on national TV. So I'm usually always watching a Lakers game if it's not a Thunder game. Anthony Davis, and he's open a lot of the time too. He's not he's not shooting like crazy contested shots. He's not as good of a shooter as people make him out to be. He's a forty um, people think first he's a career. Four. He's forty. That's, he's forty percent from the corners. I don't like when AD shoots from the top of the key. 
Um, and the reason but I we're say talking... peak of their power is this is when Anthony Davis is only taking like a three pointer a game and he's spacing from the mid range. And I yeah, saw but plenty when of times peak of against, his power, uh, plenty of times peak of his the power Bucks where he was like sizing up Brooke Lopez, and on a, like a, on a step back jump shot, it was it was like he like was a guard. Giannis is is much more Giannis so is much my... more consistent in terms of Giannis basically shoots thirty percent. In the last four years, Giannis has consistently shot thirty. Well, the last four years three. is when AD has been banged up. No, I'm talking. Last four years include his top two seasons, like his, or I mean, his championship season with sure, the Lakers. Sure. And Giannis yeah. is shooting at a higher clip. It's not like I, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. When I first looked at the numbers, I'm making the assumption that Anthony Davis shoots more threes than Giannis because we, we come in, when we think of Anthony Davis, we don't think I don't of him think as of a shooter. shooter. I don't, I don't think, think of him as a shooter either. But I do think of him as someone who will let it pop every now and then um, because we see the misses. Right. That's um, the biggest I think problem. Giannis is. I would, I would rely on Giannis to shoot a three pointer over AD. I don't think that's crazy to say either. Because both of them are going to shoot them only when they're open. No, none of them take contested Steph Curry guard uh, type shots, right? My, uh, it's a pick and pop. They always do or either like some catch and shoot. They don't like Giannis. You'll see him dribble into a I, shot. Yeah, every that's now my, and then. my issue is I feel like whenever they're I see They're both Giannis, terrible. Here's the thing. They're yeah. both terrible. Uh, this is, don't think I'm calling Giannis a, I'm going to rely on Giannis to take a three-point shot. If he's on the court, at best, he's my fourth option in terms of shooting a three-pointer. At best. Um, Right. But so is Anthony Davis. Once again, I just think at the, at the peak of their powers, it's it's hard to see Giannis lacing three pointers, lacing pull up jumpers. I'm not and going I can at you see for that. Anthony Davis doing I'm, it. I'm I can see, see Anthony Davis. Davis. I'm not like going at you for that because for a jumper. I'm not going at you for that because I, I don't have those numbers prepared for both sides. So I'm no, not I'm, going at you for, it's not even for most of your it's points. It's just like watching the games. So watching the games, I would argue. Then if we're talking about watching what? the games, I would argue that. Like, off a pull-up, I, I, the thing is, the only reason I want to say Anthony Davis is because his jumper just looks smoother than Giannis, Giannis's. But the numbers, the numbers say does. they're basically the exact same. Like, in terms of, like, shooting jumpers, they're not far off. See? And I think Giannis is more dominant than AD in the paint. I think Giannis is, much, is, a, is a better finisher. I'm not going to say much better. He's a much better finisher on the inside. And in terms of going to the mid-range of the three-point at all three levels, they're not crazy far off at all. My thing is when when I look at when I look at the two of them, we're taking into account peak and all those things. So for me, looking at Anthony Davis, the first thing that I was going to say is exactly what Saney said about the availability, because the biggest like as much as you want to like push past it, it's a it's been a problem. Like it's it's been a problem to the point where I think the other Giannis is better Davis than leaves a game with flu like symptoms like. Right, right, right. But I'm saying if we're taking them, if we're taking them peak for peak, what I know for sure is that Giannis is going to play the same damn way he's been playing for the past five years. The only difference between the way that their play styles has been is that Anthony Davis got slack, got slander for trying to play like Kevin Durant instead of a big man, whereas Giannis is not out there pulling fadeaways all the damn time and three-point pull-ups and transition and things of that nature. Giannis has his own like format for how he's going to approach certain games. He's going to barrel down to the rim. Like Sandy said, I'm, I personally, I agree too. Giannis, I, I would say Giannis is a, is a slightly better finisher than Anthony Davis, but that's mainly because most of Giannis's points are com- coming from him barreling down the lane, looking to punch it on somebody or two people or maybe three. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, he can have a moment where he can knock down two fadeaway uh, uh, jumpers, and then he's going to shoot like two, three more of them things, including maybe a three-pointer to go along with it before he settles back in and is like, okay, let me go back to this. Let me go back to this post work or this, things like that. So my only issue is I've watched Anthony Davis since he's been in New Orleans, since he got to the Los Angeles Lakers, and what happened was, and I think it was a sort of a side effect of playing in L.A., playing in Tinseltown, maybe even playing with LeBron James, but 
Uh, AD was out there just trying to be like a stretch forward when in New Orleans he was like before they got Boogie. I mean, he was the consensus best big man in the league. They get Boogie. Boogie goes down or uh, Boogie goes down with an injury. AD's still doing the same exact thing, playing the five, post moves, defense, all of those things. But the biggest problem is, is that like if I had if you had to tell me like who do you want peak for peak in this one game? I am not going to be as confident in Anthony Davis as I am with Giannis in terms of I know exactly how Giannis is about to go about this game. He's going to go in there. He's going to give me uh, 30 and 13 rebounds, maybe a couple of blocks, maybe even some assists. Because like Sandy said, if I got Giannis barreling down the lane, you saw the, the Bucks have been built around draft picks. As a matter of fact, Chris Middleton and Giannis didn't even like each other at first when they first when Giannis first walked into the door. But now you got Giannis barreling down the lane, looking to kick out to guys and things of that nature. And the Bucks are at the top of their conference because of it. Anthony Davis is out here doing his thing for the past seven, eight games. And it's been great for sure. But like like Magic Johnson said when he put out a tweet, he said, I would have Anthony Davis at the top of my MVP conversations right now. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, since the Lakers started at the bottom and AD has been playing well, he's going to need like maybe five, six more games for me to be be able to confidently say that because we don't know. He could I mean, he could be out the door in, in the in the third quarter we don't know he left with flu-like symptoms the other night and before they even addressed it as flu-like symptoms everybody was in the comments saying oh here we go again here we go again nobody knew what was wrong with them but when they heard flu-like symptoms they just were like oh oh, oh okay well oh that's another excuse things like that man availability is the biggest biggest ability you can have in basketball nowadays especially when you are a consensus top five player in the game like ad is when he is healthy however it isn't a matter of what it used to be back in the day where we could definitively say if AD is healthy, he's the best, he's the best big in the game. He's the best, he's the top three player in the game. It's not as definitive as it once was. And that's simply because he's been banged up for the past few years. And that's, we can't really look around. Yeah, the, the point I was trying to make was like, even if this is like, let's say we're going into a final series and it's Giannis versus AD, they're both playing incredibly well, but we're doing it now where Anthony Davis has had the history. I'm taking Giannis, like I'm, I'm doing that. But if they're both completely healthy, and they're both playing at the peak of their powers, I think Anthony Davis is much more unpredictable. Giannis has had those moments against whatever team it was, the Celtics, where it's like, oh, it's either a you know a Eurostep layup or a charge, and he's just not as diverse as Anthony Davis on offense. I feel you on that. I think he's more dominant in the sense that when he's on and um, you know the, the whistle is going his way, there's no, there's no one who could stop him. But with Anthony Davis, I think he's a slightly better back-to-the-basket player but he's still a good face-up player. And he's not someone who's going to charge the basket, and he's not necessarily a drive-and-kick player like Giannis is, but he does have that face-up aspect to his game, and he's not a black hole. He's willing to pass. Um, and I think it was more so the defense that, that won me over. Um, but that was a good conversation. Let's move on to segment two, what are the odds? I'm going to ask you... A what are the odds question and I want you to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 based on how good the odds are if the odds are good that the statement is right you know 8 9 10 if it's awful 0 through 3 first question what are the odds that Jason Tatum currently is better than Kevin Durant ever was a 1 <laughs> a 1 a one. Like, that is the biggest one. I'm, I'm trying one. to provoke some reactions out of you. Unfortunately, I'm, listen, I'm not. That's not a knock at... Um, yeah, I would be screaming right now, by the way, this episode. <laughs> um, I'm not... I hate you. you if, you're, if you're on uh, YouTube, you see the jerseys in the background. I hate to give this guy any credit. But 
2014 Kevin Durant, um, or even 2019 or 2018 Kevin Durant, whichever one you want to look at, whichever one you think is his peak. There's an argument for both for sure. Um, th- that is like the most rage-inducing player to watch if he's playing against you. Um, I think KD's better as well at his peak, like pretty clearly. Tell me why in concrete terms. Okay, well, we're talking about Jason Tatum currently, right? We're not talking about potential? Okay, that's perfect. I'll tell you why. Kevin Durant, if we're talking peak for peak, Kevin Durant's prime, um, yes, he had the greatest team of all time around him, but at the end of the day, he was a playoff riser. Not only did he perform in the regular season, but when it mattered most, he would contribute to winning basketball. That man put the Cavaliers in a body bag that I have never seen a team be put in before. Now, you can argue that the Warriors were that good, and I also agree, like, that team is not losing, to be honest. Um, healthy, they beat any team in history. But why is that? It's because of Kevin Durant. It's not. It's not. It's not because of the other players. The main key factor, and 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 a little side note. Steve Kerr actually came out. Funny that we're talking about this, and said that Steph Curry was the key factor, and he was the better player for the Warriors, not Kevin Durant. Blasphemy. That is ridiculous, and I don't like how the Warriors have been uh, low key taking jabs at Kevin Durant over the last. You couple think? Of years you left. think that's? Uh... It's blasphemy. It is blasphemy. Go look at Kevin Durant's stats. No, no, no. I'm uh, sound. I I literally just looked at him before the episode. I saw in yeah. one of the series. He was averaging like. It's like 35 like 30, a game. Yeah, 30, like some ridiculous game, believe, number, bro. the issue is that the Warriors fans will say that Steph Curry, his spacing opens up that game for Kevin Durant. Saying <laughs> yeah, that. His spacing. Bro, yeah. a one-on-one situation. Listen for to me. Sure, for one- sure. I love for Curry. Sure. A one-on-one situation, Kevin Durant, I'm taking Kevin Durant over Curry. Off the ball screen, I'm taking Kevin Durant. Any, any, <laughs> if we're talking about that Warriors team, any single, I don't care if you call me out, even the Wait, off-ball off, screen stuff. Off the screen? I don't care. Any, Especially that off year. Off the screen. Especially no, bro. Listen to me. Especially that year, bro. Anything that has to do with offense, Kevin Durant was better. I don't care what anybody says. Kevin Durant was better than any player I have ever seen that season. He was better than LeBron. He was better so than was, Curry. He was he was better than Kawhi. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I'm, not talking, I'm not talking. I'm not talking in general. I'm talking that peak. That 2017. Not the first year of the Nike logo. The first so year of the Nike this, logo. Is Kevin Durant? Are we talking 2017 where Katie was averaging 33 in the finals or 2018 when he was averaging 29? Is 18 Kevin Durant better than 18 LeBron? That's the question to it. Ah, no, 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 you no. Said, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. I was you thinking, said I was, on no, 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 that I take LeBron that back. I yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know, I take that back. I take that statement back. I take that statement back. I take that statement back. But I do think he's better than Steph Curry. I was just exaggerating my point that I think Kevin Durant was better than Curry in all aspects of the game. Thankfully, um, you said it. Now in terms of ball handling and stuff, as a point guard, yeah, obviously, I'm taking even ball handling, bro. Kevin Durant is nice. And I hate to say that. That boils my blood to say. That's what people fail to understand. I'm not talking. Um, out of spite or out of hate for Curry. If anything, I'm talking out of hate for Kevin Durant. So that's how you know it's really like, bro, I'm sick and I'm pushing everything I can out of my throat. Pause to talk about this right now, okay? Bro, Kevin Durant is was on, was on another level. Like that pull-up game, I have never seen anything like it from anywhere on that court. I am taking Kevin Durant 10 times out of 10, 100 times out of 100, 1,000 out of 1,000, a million out of a million over current Jason Tatum any day of the week, any day of the week. So now that you said that, I'm, I'm bringing up a, a what are the odds question on the fly. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that 2018 Kevin Durant peaked as a top five player ever? Ooh. Uh, well, let me think. I got 18 Braun in there. I got 01 Shaq. I got any Jordan, basically, like 96, if we want to say. Um, 2016 Steph. Kevin Durant's better than 2016 Steph. 
18 Curry is 18 Curry oh. is better than 2016. Get him. Wait, I want to I want to hear this. Z. Oh, say some. Than say oh, some Z. Oh, say this, some Z. Yeah. This 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 is very interesting. Here, hold on. Let me let me pull up some so, numbers just to make sure I'm not remembering the I'm not I know it was his regular season. Let me pull up his playoff numbers because I want to make sure I'm talking about the same season. Okay? But Okay. I don't think I don't think you are. No, I, think I, I don't am. think you oh, are. I think I am. If you if you said 2017, I'd be like, yeah, because I know as great both as finals Curry's, in 2017, as great as Curry's, he averaged 33 as great as regular season was. Um, Kevin Durant, I feel like, could have 100% had the same regular season and that same 50-40-90 club if he wasn't on a team with three other All-Stars. Um, Curry fell off in the He fell off in the playoffs. He could also he make the off, finals he, if he, he didn't blow three one lead to Steph Curry. He fell off in the mo- when it mattered most in the finals. Oh, and KD fell off when it mattered most in the playoffs. K- KD fell off in the We're talking about 2018. We're not talking about 2016. You, but you, you see, so you're not even arguing the same player. 2018. 2018, 20, Kevin Durant. If, 20, if 2016 Kevin Durant. didn't happen, 2018, Kevin Durant would be on OKC. Sure, sure. That's where we need sure. to keep, keep the conversation right sure. there. Sure, hypothetical. Right there. 2018, Kevin Durant did The hypotheticals happen, that you just brought to the truth of the inevitable. Curry. What do you Dude, mean? What are you talking about right now? Okay. We're talking okay. about 2018 Durant versus 2016 KD. Okay, so 2016 Steph Curry okay. is a unanimous, mind you, the only unanimous MVP. Yeah, but that's a result a of reason, that season. Right? It's not a result not of the to, history. It's a result of that season specifically. What are you? What it's are a result you, of so, that so season specifically. He put up the Steph same numbers as Kevin Durant did in 2014. He put up the same numbers as Kevin Durant did in 2014. Look at Kevin Durant. Let me, let me ask you this question, Sandy. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. 2018 Kevin Durant. Please tell me significantly. What the hell 2018 KD did that was better on his own than what 2016 Steph Curry did leading his own I'm team? He was a better besides, scorer. Besides the fact that... He was a better that- scorer. He was a better scorer. I'll and I'm taking Kevin Durant over Curry as a better defender. He a better He's a better scorer, better defender. I'd, I, I would take Kevin Durant on a team over 2016 Steph any day of the week. Any day of the week. So, so, what, what, so, what, so you're taking 2018 Kevin Durant. Why? Why, why specifically please, I'm, 2018 I'm typing in Kevin stats Durant. right now so I could pull these and give you the specific numbers to show you that 2016 Steph, while it was the best Steph I've ever seen, 100%, I agree with you. That unanimous MVP was a result of the season. You can't use that as an argument so when you're, you're comparing t- it to so another player. So you're taking player. 2018 Kevin Durant, who wasn't even a top three MVP candidate that year, you're taking him over 2016 Steph. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Is that what we're doing? Well, who? Is that the well, question? The question it's is, a difference who's of the better player. Z, I'm a little Z, lost in the sauce Z, right now. I'm just wondering. Can you answer this question for me? Is the M- does the MVP go to the best player in the league? Not every time. You okay, know that. Not, you yeah, know that. I'm Come making on, sure no. you knew that because on, on the Warriors in 2018, they had two guys who, in most years, would be MVP candidates. It's hard to give it to one. Uh, exactly. 2018, who won it? Was it Harden? 22 was Harden, and now oh, when he has so, like, that's like so clear. Clear. I'm saying like yeah. it's when you're when you're this lone superstar in a team, it's much easier to win it than Z, two Z, Z, Z. Can can I just so wait wait Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z? Can I just so. say this real quick? And I just wanted to let you know and and put you into perspective. Don't cut me off when I t- say these stats. So that 20 as impressive as it was, I'm not taking it away from him. Okay, that 2016 unanimous MVP okay. was a result of that season and other players not playing up to par compared to Curry, which it was obvious that Curry was clear of them that season. But let's compare his 2016 season to Kevin Durant's MVP season so you can understand the fact that you're a unanimous MVP isn't a reason on why you're better than another player from a different season. You can't use that as an argument. Let me say this that. So let me say so this that. Wait, wait, wait. Before say this you that. say that... 30, uh, Kevin Durant, and 20, okay, what year are we talking the about? The 2016 Curry, the unanimous MVP what year we're compared about? to Kevin Durant. Uh, no, what Kevin no, Durant? No, I'm talking about 2018 Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant 2018 as a player was better than 2014 Kevin Durant. But 2014 Kevin Durant wasn't, 2014 Kevin, Kevin Durant Dur- wasn't, read the stats. 2014 read the stats. Kevin Durant wasn't a unanimous MVP because LeBron James existed on his, when he was putting up numbers in Miami we've never seen before. So uh, let me read off the stats to show you that if Z, that, that unanimous that MVP. 2018 KD is better than 2014 KD? Would you agree? 
I personally agree. Mm, I agree. Mm, I'm just uh, 2014. I'm using, KD? I'm using this point. The one that was averaging 32 yeah. a game. Dude, it's the the Warriors. It's hard to average 30 a game in the regular season when you're playing with That's Steph Curry. I'm... I get okay. Okay, here's the thing. This is why this is why this this topic in and of itself is very hard because because we're taking into account that 2018 Kevin Durant right is playing on the same team. As Steph Curry. Steph Curry has been on the record, not just him, Steve Kerr, other Warriors, Draymond Green, about how selfless Steph Curry was in those years. And you saw it on the court. There's a reason why Steve Kerr said that Steph Curry was the most valuable player for the Warriors during that dynasty. There's also a reason why Kevin Durant left most, that damn dynasty. Loved. Why? Because Kevin Durant was not looked at as valuably as Steph Curry was. Not. You can see of it in the damn finals. The man literally, in his, first, in his like first finals, he averaged 33 points. Because a, I'm speaking logically. I, in, the, in his first finals with the Warriors, he averaged 33 a game. 33 a game. The second finals, I believe he averaged 29 a game. Steph Curry was right behind him at 28. And there was a legitimate, there was a legitimate MVP Finals MVP conversation had in the first three games. The only reason that Steph didn't win Finals MVP or got taken out of that was Game Three because KD There's obviously went crazy. It, There's should, a difference when you're guarded by Kyrie Irving and a difference when you're guarded by LeBron James. Okay, number one. There's a difference when you're guarded okay, by Kyrie okay. compared to guarding by LeBron James. Okay. And Kevin Durant still put up better numbers than 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 Curry. Number two, I understand your point that Curry is a great player of all time. Yes, my point is. I'm, I saw. I still didn't even get to finish my point. You guys went on a rant. That you you can't use the fact that he was a right. unanimous MVP as a reason to why he is better. Because your number one point was we've never seen a unanimous MVP before. Yeah, it happened in 2016, 2018. Kevin Durant didn't play in that season, and I guarantee you, if Curry was matched up against other MVPs from that decade, 2012, 2013, LeBron James, 2013, 2014, Kevin Durant. If we're talking about those seasons as a whole, Kevin, can Curry win the MVP? Yes, there's a case, but he's not unanimous. The unanimous argument can only be made for the 2016 season because he was clear of players during the regular season during that season. That doesn't make him clear of any other player you name from that decade because we are talking about that season specifically in terms of that regular season award. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So do not use the unanimous MVP right. because Kevin Durant, I have it up right now and I'll read off the stats if you want to, his 2013-2014 stats, and I'm not saying 2014 Wait, is ahead. a better one, is better than Curry's 2016. Curry, 30... Uh, wait, sorry, this is their playoffs. Let me pull up his uh, actual season. 30.1 points per game, 6.7 assists, 5-point rebounds, shooting 50% from the field, 45 from three, 90% from free throw. Beautiful, amazing MVP numbers. Of course, I agree that it was a great season. Right. Kevin Durant in 2013-2014. In, uh, Mind you, 73-9, and nine, by the way. Best team, best team, best regular season sure. team of all time. One of the That's best teams assembled of all time. All One of the best going. teams assembled of all time as well. Kevin Durant had Westbrook. Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. who, who did he have on that Thunder team? Westbrook was injured. He had to carry that team on his back. And he had to carry that team on his back. In, in 2014, Westbrook oh, had a knee surgery. Are you talking about 2014? Westbrook had a knee surgery. Anyway, let me continue. Kevin Durant in 2014. Mm -hmm. 32 points per game, 5.5 .5 assists, 7.4 total rebounds, 88% from free throw, um, 40% from three, and 50% 50.3% from the field. So he's 0.2% worse shooting from the field in total. Curry has a 5% mark on him in terms of three-point shooting. I'll give him that. He's a, he's supposed to be a three-point shooter though, 100%. But Kevin Durant was a better scorer. Kevin Durant is mm -hmm. Kevin Durant shared the ball more than Curry did in his MVP season. Kevin Durant had more rebounds. Kevin Durant was going off that season. So that's why I'm trying to tell you that unanimous argument. You just you just said that's yeah, why yeah, the yeah. Unanimous argument can't be used. You just, you just said, but if that unanimous argument can't be used. No, 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 no. 
the unanimous argument you said that it was you said that it was one of my main reasons that's a reason in and of itself it's not going to just completely get dismissed because you're just mad that he won unanimous mvp i just said it was when you have 73 goddamn wins and you are averaging 30 on 50 40 90 shooting splits and we haven't seen anybody of your size or stature do this before of course we haven't seen anybody do the unanimous of course we haven't seen anybody now oh my god we're bringing we're bringing now when we're trying to compare this are you the same guy that now when we're now when we're bringing now something like that now keep going just, I didn't no, say I'm that at all. But anyway, uh, we're comparing it to 2018. 2018 KD. I'm trying to figure out, are we comparing 2016 Steph to 2018 KD? And another thing, too. We were talking about playoff riser and all that stuff. In 2016, that year, right, KD choked in the playoffs. We fast forward six years later to Brooklyn. He choked again in the worst playoff performance we ever saw from Kevin Durant of all time. So... I, my question is, we're talking about playoff rises and all this stuff. Kevin Durant has had significant blows to his legacy that have happened in the playoffs. Steph, on the other hand, happened in the finals. So I, I'm kind of I'm kind of confused here. If Kevin Durant's the best player, which he is, I agree with you, best player, obviously, he's seven feet tall, whatever, boom, boom, boom. But when we're talking about how much does that take, how much does that matter when you're going into the playoffs, when you're going deep into the playoffs, and if you make it to the finals, Steph, Steph's made That's it to six finals. KD's been there three times. That's a res okay. Okay. It is. Okay. So let me get it this is. straight. If you take Steph Curry off that 2016 2015 team, do they make no, the No, he's the best player. And obviously, putting Steph Curry in a team as good as that 2014-2015 Warriors do are, they're going to go to the finals. Do they make it without him? Of course not, because he's the best player. But that team, if you if right. you replace Steph Curry with Kevin Durant, they still go to the finals. They still go to the finals. I I. It's a result I, I, I of their team. I don't know. It's a result of their I team. Don't you know. also have to remember with Oklahoma, Oklahoma, during the Westbrook and the Kevin Durant uh, era, four out of the six times they went to the playoffs, they went to the Western Conference Finals, and people tend to forget that Westbrook was dealing with knee surgery. He was supposed to retire. Bro, Westbrook was out for so many games, so many times, especially in pivotal moments in the playoffs. Kevin Durant, he literally tweeted this out himself. Take Westbrook off that team, and I'm playing with a bunch of cats. Word for word, Kevin Durant said that out. If you take Steph Curry off of that Warriors team, do they make the finals? Absolutely not. Do they make the playoffs? Yes. They might even have a shot at being a top four seed. They might be in the bottom end of the top four seed without Curry. Are we Who's leaving that team without? Are you saying 2016? The Warriors would be a top 2015, four seed. 15, 16. That is that is crazy. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Cap, Draymond bro. Green. Draymond That's Green cap. is the first player in NBA history to have a thousand, uh, uh, over a thousand points, five hundred rebounds, five hundred assists, one hundred blocks, one hundred. Who the hell is replacing right. Steph Curry? I, for the record, uh, I'm actually taking Z's side here. I think it is the. 2016 Steph over 2018 KD. Um, I'm taking 2018 KD. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I understand. You have a case. I just think in the in that season, Steph Steph helped KD more than KD helps. But Steph. we're talking about peak for peak. We're talking about these two players. We're not talking yeah. about what he did in yeah. that season compared and to Kevin when Durant. Talking if you were building a team, are you taking 2018 KD is a forgotten Durant. Well, considering the the objective to basket to basketball is to win, I do think Steph as a building block compared to KD will help you win more. Um, but that team, that's clearly that's, we've seen that, that in Brooklyn, a, bro. Don't t don't put Kevin Durant's issues in Brooklyn as a knock to him. Kyrie and Harden both Building, went down. Kyrie and Harden. All, all I know down. is if you come on, you, they, if you they ask win me the who finals. do you want to build around, if you ask they me who you want to build around, come on. between Steph and Kevin Durant, 
I'm picking Steph. Why? Because Steph isn't going to go to the front office and tell them to get him the Avengers. Uh, uh, give me, give me my boy from the block back in the day. Uh, let me get, uh, let me get, let me get some Big Macs along the way with that. You can, you can get me a damn zebra along with. I'm not going. Steph Curry ain't going to do all that. Steph Curry said, uh, what, "What we got? Give me Are a you shooter. Using? Give me a. Give I want to go defender. back to this. Give me, Are give you? Me, wait, 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 wait. Are you using Kevin Durant's Brooklyn uh, uh, losses in Brooklyn as a knock to him not being a winner? Is that what I just heard? I'm, I am using Kevin Durant's player empowerment moves. Steph in Curry Brooklyn is not as a, to why Brooklyn Draymond Green has is that been, guy for the Warriors. That's not Steph. Steph isn't the isn't the Barry, isn't hey, the dog hey, in the locker room. Steph is not the guy that does that. Curry was, you, so so, so did they build around Draymond or did they build around Steph? I I as a leader, Draymond. Did they build around Draymond or did they build around Steph? Leader, you just said they're going to go to Draymond. They're going to be like, hey, hey, Draymond. You just said the player empowerment guy. Do you think the player empowerment guy? The player empowerment guy left Golden State, left a great situation, left a place where he was going to get five six more championships he left that why because he was jealous that the warrior fans love steph more than jealous. me so i'm gonna go he to brooklyn jealous. and i'm gonna go bro, draymond would literally go you, at him during games right draymond, bro draymond tried to call him out when, right kevin, when draymond fell on his ass during that clippers game in a game-winning situation when kevin durant was open for the ball the warriors media used to always go at kevin durant why would he stay in that yes. situation it wasn't about jealousy been, it was about the why fact, would he stay in that situation why would he stay in that situation kobe punched Shaq in the face kobe punched Shaq in the face and shaquille and he ended up no, leaving. no, no, Shaq, Shaq didn't leave on his own accord. The, the front office chose Shaq over Kobe. That's what happened. That was what it was. Shaq didn't say, I want to I want to go get some barbecue chicken. No, he didn't say that. Shaq, Shaq wanted to stay there, and he thought that he was the guy. The front office, go, 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 go look at the documentaries. Go look at two of them, three of them, four of them. Shaq wanted to stay in L.A., but the front office chose Kobe over Shaq, which, in, I mean, in the long run, it made sense. Because Kobe didn't want to play with Shaq. Kobe didn't want to play with Shaq. Yes, because... Right, 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 right. But, the point but Kevin is, Durant the point doesn't have that same not, power. Not of course, court. Steph Curry's going to have more power at Golden State. They drafted him, and he is the greatest Golden State Warriors to ever play for that franchise. Of course, he means more to right. the Warriors. Why in God's name would they ever choose Kevin Durant over Steph Curry when, in terms of what Steph Curry has done for that franchise? Compared well, to wouldn't Kevin Durant, he be the best player? Wouldn't not, be a at that player? point, you're not taking the best player. You're taking the guy who's still going to win you games. Kevin Durant is a better player. That doesn't you're mean gonna, you're not going to take right. Curry. You're going to take the guy Curry. that you can build You're going to take Curry because of That's what Curry's what done take. for the team. They replaced Kevin Bro, Durant Joe with Andrew Wiggins, and he was the second said, best player Joe in the finals this year. literally said he was going to do whatever he can. It doesn't matter how Curry is playing for Curry to stay on the Warriors until he retires because of what Curry means to Golden State. That wasn't terms of we want to choose a better player. That was in terms of, Bro, obviously we're going to choose Curry. He means more to us. He means more to the city, and we can still win games with him. I'm not arguing with you that they can't win games without Steph. I'm arguing with you that as a player, 2018 Kevin Durant was better than 2016 Steph. You're bringing up points that don't help your case. Uh, you have a lot of points that help, no, but no, you no, can't no, say no, that no, Kevin no, Durant no. leave. he left because he was jealous and they chose Kevin or Steph Curry over him because obviously he's a better player. I, I genuinely, I genuinely, why. you're picking, so, so 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 tell me exactly why you're picking 2018 Kevin Durant for Steph. You read the stats off. You read the stats off. Better in clutch. Can I, okay, can I, can I bring up one more thing? Because I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh, I think Steph used to have that he's a non-crunch time performer umbrella over his head. Yes, he used I to. And now think, he's leading the league in I points for the fourth he has quarter. That. But uh, going like back, Jesus, bro, that's such that that is the going dumb, back to oh, this. What was the dumbest? What's hold on, hold on, no, 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 what? no, no, no. Nothing is dumb about what I, I said. I have not knocked anything you said. You're trying to you're trying to make an argument that Steph Curry is not clutch. I didn't say he wasn't clutch. I said Kevin Durant make that argument. I didn't say Curry wasn't clutch. See, you're just taking words out my mouth. I said Kevin Durant is more clutch. Because why is Kevin Durant more clutch? Because of that game three in 2018. Is that what it is? Is that is that the is that where you're going? Tell tell. 
Find me all of the games in 2018 where Kevin Durant was besides Game 3. I'm Steph Curry in the finals who completely fell off the grid when his team needed him most compared to Kevin Durant who was there with his team putting up a consistent 35 points per game in the finals when LeBron James was guarding him. So how did Kevin Durant get to an opportunity to showcase his talents in the finals? How did he do that? From choking! What do you mean? So then he goes on to the Golden State Warriors with the greatest shooter of all time. No, 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 no. We're talking about player player. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. If Kevin Durant joined the Golden like, like, like I just said, Kevin Durant had an opportunity to showcase his great, phenomenal talents in the finals. How did he get to that opportunity? From choking to Steph Curry. And then he gets to the finals with the greatest shooter of all time on the greatest team ever assembled. And you mean it, Sadie, if you were on the Cleveland Cavaliers and you were the coach, right? And what, what are you going to tell them to do? Leaves, hey, hey, worry about KD. He's, he's well, our guy. The best hey, defender was LeBron James. Alone. LeBron is that what you're going to do? Kevin Durant. So obviously their main worry right, was Kevin Durant. Right, right, right. So, so, as so, a scorer, so, Kevin Durant so, is so more of a worry. So, so it's, as a as a scorer, Kevin Durant is more of a, more of a worry than the greatest shooter yes, of all time. Yes, is that what you're yes, telling me right now? Yes. All right, bet. Yes. 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 All right, we on. Yeah, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Hoop. Is that crazy to say that Kevin Durant is a better scorer than Curry? That's not crazy to say. I think the point was nasty saying that LeBron was on KD instead of Curry because LeBron is not guarding a guard. He's guarding Kevin Durant. No, sure, sure. But I'm just making the point that Kevin Durant was putting those numbers with the best defensive players. I No, I agree. Uh, but it's tough. Like, you, if let's say if the the Cleveland Cavaliers had a better defensive player who was a guard, you're not sticking him on KDs. I just think that no, point's kind of no, one hundred percent. But I'm that's not invalid because that's just Steph match-ups. Curry had an easier time. Steph Curry oh, sure, had an easier sure, time than sure. Kevin Durant. That but was can my I, point. That, can I go back how, to don't, don't say that. Don't say that was that was crazy. That, that's whatever you, whatever term you use. The way, that's the not, way you worded it's it not. was nasty. I all I said was that Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, that no, it was wasn't. Nasty. All I said was Kevin Durant had a harder time on on offense than Steph Curry did. If you look well, at their matchups, is that Steph Curry's fault? No, but they were easier. How did I word it? LeBron is on Kevin Durant. What is Let me speak. You said LeBron is on KD instead of Steph. Like. Um, whatever, but going into these twenty, but what that's that, that that's a reasonable thing to say. No, sure it is. I'm just saying. That's LeBron, my point. LeBron 20, is six foot nine. He's not, yes, sure, but I was just using that towards my point okay, of the okay, fact that Kevin okay. Durant had a harder time on offense compared sure. to Steph Curry. He sure. did. He so did. You, you said before, and this sure. is something that I know I'm not going to misquote. You said that the Warriors without Steph in 2016 could be a four seed. Let's say they replace Steph with. An average point guard. Whenever I think of the average point guard, I think of Indiana Pacers George Hill. So let's replace Curry oh with God. Indiana Pacers George Hill. They have Clay Thompson, Draymond, Harrison Barnes, Maurice Bates, Andre Iguodala, Fessy Zizili, Barbosa, Livingston, Bogut. Because I didn't want to just throw Livingston in the starting line. We'll give him George Hill. Uh, they are not a four seed. The okay, I'm gonna put them at the fifth seed. I'm looking at the standings now. The the fifth seed was the Trailblazers, and they were 44 and 38. I 100% believe that the Warriors could have a better record or near that record during that season without Steph. 100%, I believe that they can go from 73 and nine to, to 45. What have and, they and shown over the years that have they shown over the years that when uh, Steph Curry is out there winning basketball team? I'm gonna look at their stats. Their stats. They are not. The They're just not. Look at their stats between. Look at their stats in in that duration of time with that greatest team ever. I want you to look up the stats of the Warriors playing with KD on the floor. It's and not Steph even the Warriors' KD record. To step it's on not the even with KD because we're talking we're talking pre KD. I just think it's wild to say that Clay Thompson as a. No, I, know, I think it's I wild to say that Clay no, Thompson as a twenty five year old it, it as a first option be, is going to carry a team to a five seed. I think that's not. Dude, during that during that time of of, of <clears> basketball though, it was like nowadays it's harder to be a even a playoff team because the competition is so much harder. But back then it was not as hard to be a top five 
top six team in any conference. It was usually the How top three, the top Warriors two seeds. How does the Warriors offense work in 2016 without Stephen Curry? They make adjustments. I'm just saying they have what the talent. Adjustments? To, they have the talent to be a playoff team. They have Where the is their scoring to be talent? a playoff team. Where, Where is okay, their scoring okay. talent? Harrison Barrett, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green was one of the most well-rounded players I've ever seen. Uh, one of the most well-rounded players I've ever I'm seen. I'm talking offense because on defense, they you know I don't where where they rank in 2016. The, it's gonna the be defense, Sean Livingston right, the doing defense that, was fifth. Doing that damn the defense was around. fifth in the NBA, rating wise. Offensively, they were first. Without Steph Curry, who's creating shots? How are they running offense? If it's George Hill instead, Clay Clay Thompson has shown he's never had great shot selection. He's Did I say they're going to be the best team in the NBA? No, though. but Did you I said they were going to be. You said they were going to. You said no, no, no. I retract that. I could say they could be a top six. I'm looking at the standings out. I didn't realize the Clippers. I forgot about the Clippers still having Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, all them. I forgot about. Actually, the Warriors were a one seed. So if you take them out, there's really only two. I still think I think they could be on par, if not a little better than Portland, because that was before CJ McCollum. That was when it was just Damian Lillard. I think they no, can't. Okay, DJ was there. The what are you talking about? But that was before he was popping off. He didn't get most improved that year. Twenty points a game. True. He was. He was twenty points a game. Forty-four, forty-one on the rise back then. See, I, I think that we were looking at CJ and Dame like a baby duo back then in 2016. But we didn't look at them um, as legit. As they can 100% be better than those Mavericks. That Western Mavericks team that was carried by a, a 37-year-old Dirk. And Dirk went 42-40 and 40 getting the sixth seed. I 100% believe the Warriors could be better than the Mavericks. So they're already top six for me. And you got to remember, when you take the I'm Warriors out, there's a, only five teams left that, that take that. Or four teams left. So they can 100% be a fifth seed. Maybe even a fourth seed, depending on how the season goes. I that wasn't a crazy fourth, thing to say. I think, I think yeah. But their, their think, competition for the fourth seed is the Trailblazers, which, yes, the Trailblazers could be better than the Warriors, but if they don't get to the, the Trailblazers, they're right under them at fifth. I think you're just like look at their competition. Well, look at their competition. Look at their competition from six to, 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 to. Did I say they can win? They could even win a series without Steph Curry. No, but I'm saying what they is, could still make. What the is Draymond Green take, doing on offense without Steph Curry? Like, how does that? I'm just saying when you take Steph at the end of the team, day, Steph I'm not going to start coaching Steph up makes the 2015, 2016. No, you're not. But you're off taking the, top the best head. player off, off the, the top of my head, saying they're going to be a sure, fourth seed. Sure, but they have the talent. They have the talent to be a top six seed if they make adjustments. Obviously, the team is going to run completely different. Look at their look at the competition to be a six seed. They have to be above 42 and 40. You said you're telling a four me that roster before. can't be above. They can be I a retracted seed. it. I just said I didn't realize the Clippers were with Chris Paul. You said there's still a chance they could be a four seed. Yeah, he retracted. He retracted. I retracted. He retracted. And you got to remember when you take when you, you take yeah because listen and you didn't listen to my point when you take the Warriors out right because they're not the first seed anymore it would go the Spurs Thunder Clippers and then Blazers are fourth I said there's a chance that the Warriors could be better than the Blazers in the regular season that's not mm -hmm. crazy to say so, look at so, the competition so now, they're 44 so now, and 36 as a fifth seed they would be a four seed without the Warriors I'm just if the Warriors saying don't go that that was a year mm -hmm. where Steph Curry was the unanimous MVP or both 100 not, forget, forget and I'm saying they can't MVP. win they can't win playoff and games they, without them I believe that they might they even get the swept first, in the first round depending on the matchup they might get I'm swept just, in the first round depending on the matchup but they could still make the playoffs bro look at the the I'm just saying a lot of people consider him one of the best that season one of the best offensive seasons ever and they the Warriors were first in offense I just think it's a whole different outlook when and a hundred percent i'm i'm telling you guys i agree but it's not crazy so, to say that the warriors so can still make the playoffs based on their okay 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 let me say there's plenty let of me say this let me say this because saney 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 has a point when the fact that they could there's be a just playoff no first team because there's no competition there's no competition at all there, there isn't there right that's but, my point. But looking back but on I'm that team Damon that was strength in numbers over, and all that thing. Draymond sure, and options. if you want to take I'm them, taking... fine. Then they become a fifth seed. Then they drop to a fifth seed. I said four seed. My bad. I dropped mm -hmm. one seed. My bad. My bad. 
My take was so crazy All that I'm I had to drop one seed. That a four? Did you look at the standings beforehand? Because a four seed, four seed nowadays. No, I didn't, and I, 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 and I didn't, and I, I addressed that. I said my mistake. I forgot the Clippers existed because I forgot. I completely forgot that the Lob City Clippers were even a thing because they didn't do anything in the playoffs. And I forgot they existed. And I went I back and looked at the standings. And when I saw that, when you take the Warriors out, a fourth seed becomes the Trailblazers, who are 44 and 38. And right under them were a Mavericks team who barely broke even, barely, with a 37-year-old Derek. That's not a crazy statement to make. Is it a hot take? Sure. But it's, it's not, not crazy. You, you guys can't call it blasphemous, create whatever terms you use, because it's not. It isn't. I think that we should move on to the next topic. I'm at the end of the day. Um, I will take I will 18 Durant over 16 Curry. I'm taking 2016 Steph, ladies and gentlemen. I'm probably uh, I'm probably leaning Steph. It's close. Um, it's close because KD's a dimmy. I wonder if this but... will lead into another another topic. <laughs> this next <laughs> what are the odds question. Uh, we're gonna end it on this one unless we you know we'll do the the Q and A if if we have time. Uh, what are the odds? that Luka Doncic is peaking as a better offensive player than Kobe Bryant? Ah, like a six. I'm not going to knock Luka. Like, he's obviously a great offensive threat. But yeah. I think Kobe is, a, is like, on a... We'll do, this, we'll do this the same way we did it last time. Explain to me in concrete terms why. My issue with Luka is, while I know his team is trash, and a lot of people say he should trust his teammates more, I've watched the Mavericks be trusted, and they shouldn't be trusted. Um, so I understand his point of view when he's, like, trying to be that guy. And a lot of instances, it's worked, like Game 7, 2022 against the Suns. Or even that whole playoff run. Um, but I've seen him miss a... Not only miss, like, if you want to miss a game winner, fine. I've seen him pull up from half when there's three seconds left on the clock, and he could have made something out of that play. Tim Hardaway wide open. Some mm-hmm. random-ass instances mm-hmm. where he's just, like, doing... So- like, the shot selection is terrible. Um, I think in a clutch situation, I would take... You said offensive, right? In a clutch situation, I would take Kobe Bryant in the mid-range. I would take Kobe Bryant as a three-point shooter. There's an argument because I know Kobe wasn't as efficient from three. But I think in terms of getting off a harder shot and putting the ball in the basket, Kobe Bryant definitely faced harder defenses because back then it was just him and the Lakers. Now, I understand Luka's by himself, but, you know, the league is much more talented. You got to look out. They have a lot of three, three and D guys like Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, like a bunch of guys that could just randomly pop a shot up the wide open. Kobe didn't have that. Um, Kobe's out here chucking up shots with three guys defending him and he's still putting the ball in the basket that's the that's the craziest part um i also look at if we're talking offensive there's so many stretches in kobe ryan's career where he'll literally go like five six games shooting scoring 40 points um or even crazier that one stretch he had in 2006 i don't know if you guys know what i'm talking about he averaged like 50 something it was ridiculous um, so if we're going to talk about an offensive player, I will take Kobe Bryant. Now, the reason I rated a six is because I think Luka Doncic as an offensive threat is so talented. I think if you had better pieces around Luka, his stats would only look better because I think that, especially in clutch situations, teams are learning that it's just Luka and nobody else. They don't need to, like you might see a Spencer Dinwiddie three every now and then, but other than that, his team doesn't really come through. So it's a lot easier to guard, um, Luca in situations and Luca I think hasn't matured enough in terms of making taking the right shot and having the right shot selection in those moments again he's had a lot of iffy moments where he's chucked up shots that I don't think that should have even been considered um, when going into that situation which is why I'm going to take Kobe Bryant because we haven't seen Luca peak out offensively yet obviously Kobe at the beginning of his career he's taken a lot of dumb shots he's done a lot of things but that comes over time that's the maturity of the game you learn as you go so if I'm taking peak Kobe Bryant offensively He's in a different role than Luka Doncic, but I give Luka a six because I, I will address that Luka is obviously very gifted. I'm just always going to take Kobe.
I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five on this because I feel a little I feel like I'm leaning both ways because like Sandy said, I don't want to disrespect Luca. We know what he brings to the table. Um, I'm really glad that Sandy made that point about Luca's uh late clock shot selection. Because honestly, now that I think about it, the majority of Luca's clutch shots that he's hit have been like tough shots. If they're not tough shots, if he missed said shots, we would be like, why the hell did But here's the thing, he's missed so many of those from... shots and the media doesn't talk about it. That's the worst part. He well, misses thought... a lot of those. Yeah, he true. misses a lot you're of right. those and no, nobody right. wants to say right. because could he's not say... hated in the media yet. Could you say the same thing about Kobe? But I'm talking you can't peak say offensive. The same thing about Kobe, but but talking, that's why I said, like, if yeah, we're right, comparing right, right. years, there's a difference. But we're talking peak offensive Kobe. That's what question. Peak to peak. If we're going peak, peak offensive Kobe, Kobe where I'm assuming we're talking 2006, yeah, like around like there, when he's averaging bro, 36 bro. a game. Like, if we're talking about that Kobe, and even if we wanted to go into MVP Kobe, uh, 2008, and the three in the in the three years that he went to the final straight, right? We can we can even point to those. My thing is when it comes to tough shot makers. Kobe is the best of all time, in my opinion. Uh, like Sandy said, we could see him shoot over three people behind the damn backboard, uh, a, a freaking running fadeaway over Dwayne Wade that banks in, that shot that he hit over uh, Portland's defender twice in a row, who was the best defender in the league, uh, and dubbed the Kobe stopper. All those things like that are running through my brain right now. Um, however, another thing, too, is for Luka Doncic, right, people, and uh, to Sandy's point, when people were talking about how, how Luka should get his teammates involved more, what I've realized in the past few weeks of watching Luka Doncic uh, be number two and number one uh, in the MVP ladder rankings is people, a lot of people are starting to compare him to 2018 Harden or even uh, just Houston Harden in general, right? Why are they doing that? I was thinking that to myself, but I started to watch uh, last couple, last few Mavs games, and I noticed uh, that I can see the similarities where you have Luka essentially being the focal point of the offense, dribbling the ball 5, 10, 12 times before he decides to go and make a move, right? So I, I told my friends this the other day. I was like, uh, James Harden, uh, <laughs> James Harden wishes right now that he could have been praised the same way that Luka's getting praised right now with a yep. dog, with, with the yep. team that he has, right? You feel me? You feel me? And then and then Luca wishes that he had the team around him that James Harden did in all of those Houston years, because you can point to like two, two, three years where Harden had a lot of good guys around. We've talked about him. He's got, he's had guys like Chris Paul, I love that Eric Gordon, Dwight Howard, you Trevor Reese, all those things Paul, like that, right? A ring. Yeah. I love that. You feel, love you that. feel, you I give Luca, <laughs> you give Luca what Harden had. Luca's gonna be fine, but you give Harden what Luca's got. Harden's gonna get ridiculed even more than he got back then. And back then, I remember people were like, "Oh, Harden's a ball hog. He's doing the this. He's doing that." Harden, man. People are people are giving Luca that narrative right now. And, no, but and, honestly, and why? honestly, why, why, why? He, he Luca doesn't. I don't think like like I do like the comparisons with Harden and Luca. Luca is not getting a mm -hmm. fraction of what Harden got back then in terms of the media. Nothing. Bro, he is getting it's praised ridiculous. for all of it's his. It's ridiculous what stuff. Harden had to do to finally add an MVP trophy to his cabinet. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. I think Westbrook should have gotten in 2017. That's not even a biased standpoint. But I think a lot of people mm -hmm. knocked Harden because he's a free throw merchant and blah, blah, blah. He can't do this and that, bro. You give Harden the ball, I, I would put my money on it that there's two points going on the score, or two or three points going on the scoreboard. Like, that's the type of guy Harden was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the media hated him. And I really love that saying where Luca wishes what Hard he had what Harden had around him. Because, like I said, if Luca had better teammates around him and he was doing this shit, choose my language, then I'd be like, okay, you need to trust your teammates more. I understand why he doesn't trust his teammates. They have made some iffy decisions, especially mm -hmm. as of late. 
um, like during clutch situations. I think we all saw that play. I think it was during the with the Raptors where they just all started like falling to the ground for in a game winner situation, and Luca's literally sitting there like doing this, like waving his arms up. But I also think yeah. that Luca is also to blame a lot in clutch situations because his shot selection. Now, if you have a good shot or even a tough shot, but it's within range and we've seen you hit it before, then go for it by all means. But just because you had that step back jumper in the bubble where you hit it from super deep or you've had all these crazy game winners doesn't mean you attempt them every time. Bro, I literally saw him pull up from, from, from closer to half than it was to the three-point line when there was time left on the clock. And Tim Hardaway is sitting there doing this with his hands wide open, not a soul on him. And, and Luca's facing his direction. And Luca misses. Of course he missed. That was not going in. It was against the Nuggets. So if you want to look back <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me, on uh, Mavericks-Nuggets games, you can go check it out yourself. Which is why I'm going to take Kobe. I think Luca still has a lot of maturity that he can, he can apply to his offensive game. And when that comes, it's, it's going to get scary. See, the thing is, the thing is, Luca's already a killer. Like, we know this. We know how bad he wants these game winners, these these wins. We just, we know, right? Kobe was a killer when he walked into the league. Kobe went through a lot of transitions, I feel like, in 20 years. From being a kid that's you can see he's got that killer mentality, mentality in him, and then he becomes, uh, you see the shades of Mamba forming, then you get the Stone Cold killer, and then you get Mamba mentality. Luca's already at like level maybe three. If there's five levels, Luca's like at three. So it, as time goes on, if front office moves are made and things like that, then then those wins are going to start. Th- those numbers are going to look even more nice when you add some wins into it. You add some deep playoff runs into them. You add some hardware to them, even. Uh, but 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 to, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm going to take Kobe because I mean Kobe had to get to a point where he had to get to a point where we had to look at him like, yeah, if anybody in the league is taking a final shot, fate of the league on the line, they're going to give it to Kobe in that era, right? Luca, if anybody's going to take a shot, Luca's going to take the shot, like in the clutch, like three people on him at half court, a one-legged fatal, like a one-legged runner, things like that. Luca's just trying out a lot of things. But I feel like if we give Luca something, something to at least get the Mavs at a consistent four or five seed, I, I would take a Mavs team that's a four or five seed in the playoffs and, and expect them to at least make it to the conference finals because Luka's going to have some help. Now, if that help shows up in the playoffs, you know, some people are rise or some people aren't. But if Luka has a team that's good enough to get him to the four or five seed in the Western Conference, I'm confident taking a Maverick team led by Luka in a seven-game series over a lot of teams in the West because Luka's just going to have that protection. But in, in, in this sense, so, I'm taking uh, Kobe. When I, writ this, when I wrote this question up, I assumed it was going to be a scoring versus passing debate but it turned up being a clutch scoring versus clutch scoring debate um the one thing that i think just was a huge gaping hole in the discussion was how he gets his teammates involved luca and while kobe is definitely an underrated passer um simply because he's viewed as this i take all shots and the highlights are him like with three defenders dangle all on him um, most success was, for a guard yeah um or shooting guard sorry but uh i'm just looking at the the mavericks right now this year they have the seventh best offensive rating in the league. And you think of teams that are so loaded offensively, like c- compare that to the 2016 teams we just went over, like a 30, however old Dirk was a, a six seed or something like that. Now you got guys with like DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine that are not even in the playoffs. Um, I just think in terms of how good the offense is for Luka to be that high with the lack of help he has is super impressive. Um, and it's different Which areas you're comparing. Six. Yeah, that's why you gave him a Which six. Like but I just, six. I didn't know that you were 
taking passing into account. I just thought you guys were talking because all you talked about was clutch scoring. I understand that if you want to bring in, I don't think Luca's like playmaking ability and his passing is enough for me to edge him over a peak. Do you think? So let's so let's say this. It's like a random Tuesday. Uh, Both guys are in their prime. They're in the same league. Um, Let's just say there's no stakes, like no stakes on the game. It's just like a nor. Like who are you taking to run the better offense? But you said who's a better player offensively? Yeah. So who who's the better offensive player? Oh, I'll take Kobe. Especially in a game that's just like a chill game. Oh my god, Kobe will drop like seventy. If it's Kobe pulled up to to the pro am games and lit them boys up like like bro, you put Kobe in Rutgers Park, he's going stupid. I'm sorry, Kobe was not only. I I think Kobe is one of those rare instances where he can both be a floor raiser and a ceiling raiser. Yeah, yeah, Kobe that, that's, a, that's a good has, way to put it. That's a really good that way to put it. He can both be a ceiling raiser with Shaquille O'Neal and that Lakers team, and also a floor raiser with the 0-9-10 Lakers. He's proven that he can win, not only do it, mm-hmm. but win at both with offensively, both goals. Offensively, mm-hmm. then, um, I have to look up what their record was. I believe it was 2007 when, or 2006 when people thought Kobe got robbed of the MVP. Um, in terms of an yeah. offensive floor raiser, would you give that they to were... Luka? I think you'd have to. I think in terms you'd of have offensive, to. yeah, floor I'm just trying to... you. I, I I think you would. I think you would so because. The, so then, how do you but, value that in? Because oh, I'm just God. looking at what Luca's doing. It's He's tough. It's tough because offense. I'm looking this at is, it. Kobe was 35 a game this year. Not comparing their rosters because once again we said before how the spacing was just different. Um, but that year, Kobe was 35 right. a game, and right. um, they had the eighth offensive rating. It's like just very similar. So, I think I'm taking Kobe. I was, I was I literally about Kobe. to look that up. I'm taking Kobe I think, I think there the right there. That, but... I think the fact, as much as I love Lucas' playmaking, as in terms of offensive, um, when you look at that aspect of it, you also have to trust in your teammates as well that they'll make that shot. And a, and a pass doesn't mean anything if the ball doesn't go in the basket. Kobe Bryant's the kind of guy that, you know, the, the bro, <laughs> like you'll put the ball in the basket. Kobe's, Kobe you know going to be like, like, if I pass this to you one time and you miss this... Done. Luca, of go course, get the rebound. Go get Luka the rebound. does a better job at getting his teammates involved. I gave him a six, and giving him yeah. a six when comparing him to Kobe Bryant is a very high rating. Like that's me telling you, like I'm do- I'm not gonna call you crazy for even mentioning those two in the same name. They 100. Luca's doing stuff that, you know, it's beautiful to see. But the thing with playmaking, if we're talking about, like you said, hoop, we want to you want to take a random player and you want him offensively. Like you want to take a player in terms of offensive game. I have to trust the teammates on top of trusting Luca. I have to trust that Luca will make the right pass and the teammate will will hit the shot. With Kobe Bryant, I don't have to trust anybody but Kobe Bryant. And I can trust Kobe Bryant. Do you feel the same way about LeBron and MJ? Like, for example, that one game where it was in the bubble, uh, I don't know if it was the finals versus the Western Conference finals. LeBron, mm. seconds winding down, he has like three dudes mm. on him driving to the paint. Yeah, and he out to Danny a wide Danny open Green. Danny Green. And Danny yeah. Green broke the shot. How do you feel about that? Here's the thing. Um... I, I don't knock LeBron for passing the ball. I know a lot of people are like, Jordan would have shot that. Kobe would have shot that. LeBron passed it because it was a better decision, but it didn't work out. I In right. that situation, I would, take Jordan, I would take Jordan or Kobe because they would have went for it. But the difference is here, I'm not knocking LeBron for making that because decision. Because there's a lot of highlights. Well, not highlights, but highlights that aren't highlights <laughs> because they missed the shot. Like there's a this you know with with how many game winners they hit there's plenty no, that they missed but, but it I'm looks saying, like your a way was, worse miss your if, contru- your question was offensively, offensively would I take Luca or Kobe and you just Luka's said making ability you just said I know that a point a talking offense. point was that I know Kobe's going to take the shot because when you're talking about offense and playmaking you have to trust the teammates and that yeah. could play a factor into their offense if LeBron yeah. James is looking to take that shot 
what are, what are the odds well, of Jordan and in? Jordan is a much better or not? We're not gonna say much better, but he's a better offensive player than LeBron James. Uh, Jordan's we, yeah. a better offensive player than LeBron. James. I, I, I would so say it's, it's not. It's, you, it's by a little. Think, bit uh, what do you think the score? This is a question that no, I still can't give you. A, no, but I think offensively Jordan is better. I think, I think defensively uh, I'd rather LeBron. Right. But I offensively, like... I'll take Jordan. In terms of winning basketball, if you were to ask me to take a player, I'm not going to lie. I'm taking Jordan. I am, I'm being honest. I'm sorry. You, you it's can't, just, you can't argue. I hate, I, hate, I hate to be that guy. You can't I argue. Thought you, I, I the reason guy. I brought that up because I thought you always said LeBron. I think 2018 LeBron is the greatest player of all time. I think 2018, as a player, LeBron James, 2018, because not only is he a great playmaker, he's also one of the most offensively gifted players I've ever seen in that year. But for talking as a whole... Are we talking peak to peak, or are we talking as players right now with the goat conversation? Because peak LeBron is the greatest player. I'm just trying to see where you stand. I'm just trying. Jordan was able to do it with the longevity of winning consistently. I don't want to get into a goat again. I don't want to get into it. I just wanted to. You don't. You don't. Please don't. I ain't gotten a goat in two years. Let's say a player has a tough contested shot for the win. The odds of it going in, let's say, forty percent, because it's you know a great player. Let's say it's forty percent. If Danny Green or said shooter has a five or six percent chance higher of hitting the shot when they're open do you like to see the 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 guy go for it do you like to see him kick it out for the better like do you play the numbers or do you play what the better basketball players or what the killer mentality I like that question is? i like that question and in this situation i would kick it out to danny green but here's the difference because that's a hypothetical situation where you're pulling out chances and stuff in terms of luca i've seen luca mm-hmm. chuck up shots that he cannot make like that on a daily basis no but you're just saying no you're saying that uh i would when rather you're talking about Luca's playmaking in terms of his no, but, playmaking you, you brought that up is, as a playmaking thing you have to yes, look yes, at their yes. teammates in terms of playmaking but this is it depends on the player like obviously i would take a guy like chris paul offensively over a guy like I don't know, Derek Rose, just off the top of my head, Patrick or something, somebody who's a better scorer than Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is so much better playmaking-wise and so much gifted at getting his mm-hmm. teammates involved like that that I'll take Chris Paul. But in terms of Kobe, this is the mm-hmm. I'm using this point for this specific example of Pete Kobe versus Luka because Luka's playmaking ability isn't enough to edge or put him in the same category as Kobe Bryant peak offensively for me. It's not. That this is a specific. This, that point is, I mean is, is specific what I've to realized. these two guys. It could go either way. Right, so, right, right. When you look at when you have guys who and I'm just going to say this one last thing. When you have guys who are elite guys, we just we just finished talking about James Harden and I and I love that we did. Because back then with James Harden and the amount of slander that he got playing at the best level that that he's played in his entire career. Another thing that we would say when discussing 2018, 17 and 19 James Harden in Houston is that his? We brought up his playmaking, did we not? We used to always bring up how great of a playmaker he was because James Harden was the uh, the guy with the highest usage rate, the guy that was orchestrating the flow of the offense until until Chris Paul got there. But we used to literally have to try and uh, bring up and bring light to his playmaking ability and his scoring ability, whilst also shedding light on his decision making at times and foul baiting and things like that so when you have a guy like a james harden who was averaging 36 a game in 2019 it that playmaking stuff only goes so far when you keep losing games until you get the big one right kobe had a knock on him for 
three, four years up until the point where he finally made it back to the finals against Boston. And in, and it wasn't until he won at least that first championship against Orlando where you saw the arguments, the negativity going away because it finally was all worth something. Kobe got two back-to-back championships and two back-to-back finals MVPs leading a team, something that they said he couldn't do, right? Against the leading first big three in history. And Kobe ma- – right. Leading a team against the first and, and going up against them twice and getting it done in game seven uh, of the second time. But the thing is, is that Kobe's playmaking was never something that was extremely highlighted in his career. But his offense, his offense and his defense, the fact that he was arguably the best two-way player in the game back then, uh, that that spoke volumes for him. So in a lot of ways, there there's a lot of comparisons that we can make with guys like Luka and Kobe, where Luka, we, we all know it's the better playmaker. But if that isn't amounting to... To anything, if he's if it's amounting to his team barely scraping into the playoffs and just trying to see as far go go as far as Luca can physically possibly take them, I, there's going to be a point where I'm just going to be like, ah, that playmaking is not going to cut it for me anymore, buddy. Like that's just what it is. Even even with James Harden right now, right? Like we all know James Harden is one of the like a, a top top five scorer all time, right? But right now we can't look at James Harden in that light because he isn't producing at that level. Like he's not, he's just not the same. What Harden did you that say about so playmaking not cutting it anymore? Can you repeat that? I missed it. Play so so. When, when we look at certain guys like Luka, since Luka's walked into the league, the, one of the biggest things that we've highlighted is how great of an offensive player he is scoring the ball and his playmaking, right? But when that playmaking and scoring is not amounting to a lot of success, which it's starting to, we've started to see more and more of that ever since the bubble, honestly, is where it really started when he hit that shot. Since then, the the, the narratives and things like that every season that come along is, we want Luka to win MVP, yeah, but he doesn't have any help. Well, if his playmaking is so great, then how does he uh, not have any help? That is... Things like that. Wait, do you agree with that? No. No, 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 I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I agree with. You. I'm just saying that that it's so easy to refute that same that narrative, right? Of 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 looking at playmaking, like we we look at playmaking as something that is it is an elite thing for people to do. Tyrese Halliburton is doing it. He just brought up Chris Paul. Uh, Steph Curry's playmaking is underrated to a lot of people. LeBron's playmaking, things like that. But I'm saying when you when you look at Luca every single year for the past three years going into the season, he's been an MVP favorite. But the and the argument always goes, okay, well, Luca doesn't have any help. Is he going to have help this year? His playmaking is is, is still something that we can to, compliment him to on. Support your argument, like, are you just saying it? Because I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to use it for. I'm a little confused. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying it. To, I'm I'm playing off of what of what y'all were just talking about. Just just playmaking in general. I'm just I'm just like a side note. I'm think, not adding um, on to anything. I'm just. I think we should move on. I think we're we're like well over the. I I just want to say. One yeah, last we are. Thing. So if Kobe Bryant, his defense was taken away, you take Luca. But you said offensive. Whatever, yeah. You take Kobe's defense away. You take uh-huh. Luca's whatever remaining defense he has away, and you put them barely in the same league. You think Kobe's the better <laughs> offensive pl- player? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I just wanted to pick at that. It'll be interesting to see when Luca has help. See what he looks like. That's what I'm saying. We're mm-hmm. we're comparing a Pico Bryant to a Luca who hasn't we haven't seen mature fully yet. So, right. Um, Hopefully. He'll be better, but we yeah, don't know. So that'll take us to our last segment. Last segment, ladies and gentlemen, that we have for you today is Q&A. Today we have three questions. Uh, by the way, this is presented by Chalkboard. Um, love you guys. Uh, today we have three questions, starting with the first one. This is going to be just a, just for play play, but uh, <laughs> Connors19, our guy, asks, in a one-on-one situation, 
are you guys taking a 50-year-old Michael Jordan or, or prime Brian Scalabrini one-on-one? MJ. 50-year-old MJ or prime Brian Scalabrini. Scalabrini. Bro, at 50 years old, especially all the stuff Michael Jordan has done with all the cigars and the the unhealthy uh, come-up he's had. We're not talking about LeBron James. We're talking about a guy who's actually taking care of his body. We're talking about Michael Jordan. At 50 years old, that guy had a got a beer belly with bad hips. You're telling me you're not taking a prime Brian Scalabrini? Bro, he's an NBA player we're talking about. I'm thinking, Michael Jordan didn't, at 50 years 50 year old, old MJ, Michael Jordan at 50 years old obviously still great, but we're talking about a prime NBA a player. One, like, that's a little weird. A one-on-one is not he averaged six a game. full up and down the but court. No, still, I don't care bro, about what he averaged. You got to keep up. with Scalabrini needs one stop. Like, LeBron, Jordan's not going to have a quick first step like always. Because, bro, Jordan's not going to be able to guard Scalabrini him. Scalabrini needs not good one enough. stop you need to, you to, literally beat, need to, get around to beat MJ? Him. 50 years old, bro. He's oh, my gosh. Hip. Bro, you guys, come on, bro. He's hey, much hey, slower. Go ahead. He's go much ahead. slower. One he got stop. bad hips now. He's got to have bad hips by now, bro. He doesn't care. He just golfs all day. He's not, he's not staying in shape anymore, bro. We're talking about a guy who's 20 years after he's retired doing nothing but chilling. And I respect him for it because he's had such a great career. You should chill and enjoy the rest of your life. But we're talking about a prime balance, Brian Scalabrini, who still made the NBA. Was he great? No. But he still made. I'm not trying to just Brian Scalabrini. I'm just so he still has that. MJ still has that in him. No, bro, he's gonna be too slow on it, bro. That jab isn't gonna be as lethal because MJ Hall of Fame quick first step. Hall of Fame quick first step. Jab, you're out of that. MJ don't got the hips for that anymore, bro. Let's be honest. He got a beer belly now, bro. Were to be pulled off the street after however many years he was removed from the league and told to play a basketball game. Sure, Brian Scalabrini is probably the favorite to win. But if you give MJ a fifty-year-old MJ a week, not, not that wasn't the question. Not necessarily prep question. time. No, but I'm assuming they know about the game. If MJ knows about the game, he's going to do stuff. In no, time it's about to in a one-on-one game. situation. You take MJ how he is at fifty years old. We're not talking about yeah, MJ it can still with be training. How he? No, it's not MJ with training. It's knowing he's going to play a, a basketball game within three no, days. Not. I just no, I don't not. want. I don't Michael want Jordan him. at fifty years Dude, old. You're taking I'm not how saying, he is at fifty years old. I'm not old. saying he's going to be on the beach lifting weights and running laps. I'm saying he needs to get shots up before he plays. I'm not saying you pick him up. It's not about the shooting, though, bro. It's not about. I think it genuinely is no like brian scalabrini will be able to keep up with him offensively because he's not gonna have a quick first step he's not gonna be able to space create like he did when he was even on the wizards bro like when you're you get underrating old, i think you're how i think you're generational. i think you're overrating i think you're obviously he's generational but bro you're not we're not talking about lebron if it no. was lebron different story because i know lebron takes care of his body it is it is so well documented how this little is not Michael an average takes 50 year old this is a guy for, tw- for 20 years eating like that, smoking cigars every day. That guy's stamina is probably so trash that How he needs he at right least now? a few months of conditioning. How old is he right now? How old is MJ? I'm going to look it up right now. MJ is... What the... 50, 59 yeah, nine years, years ago, I'm taking MJ. So this will be nine years, nine years ago. ago, I'm taking MJ. <laughs> I'm taking MJ. I'm taking MJ only because only because of what he did to OJ Mayo. He literally told OJ Mayo, you may be the best high schooler in the country, but I'm still the GOAT and proceeded to kick his ass. So I'm taking MJ. I'm taking MJ over, over Brian Scalabrini. But Brian might be like in his his post game. I'm very interested to see. No, Brian. Brian was tough. Like, like he's an NBA player. Like Brian he was. was tough. White mom. He he's cooked. He's yeah, cooked kids yeah. before too. But. I, I, I don't so know, man. Know. I don't think he's for in terms of an NBA, a, a prime scholarine. We're talking about an NBA player who's like well within his career that I'm like sorry, is obviously how, up to the task. I'm taking. I'm not saying. Brian's. I'm not taking Scalabrini is the best, but bro, like we're talking about a guy with bad hips. He's not quick <laughs> off the first step. He's not gonna be. He's gonna be so slow, bro. Like let's be real. Brian Scalabrini. Was, have you seen a video of Michael, Michael Jordan dunking? He can barely jump. He like has to like he has to like rim gaze, bro. It's like the most rim gazing dunk I've ever seen. 
You're saying he's fi he's 59 and still grim grazing. I'm taking MJ. If you just said that, I'm because taking he's MJ. like because he's six seven with like a seven foot wingspan. It's if a you dude. Can't jump like it's a one inches, on one. I'm not bro. expecting him to drive by and dunk. I'm just sure, looking for the one dribble. Hold up, that's MJ. Still, he needs one. That's what I'm saying. He needs one miss. He needs one miss. Brian needs a ball back. He drives on him every play. Driving on him every play, bro. He's 50 years old. He doesn't have the speed and the. This is and, not and the, John the, Wall. The this is Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> bro, yes. But we're still talking about an old man. I respect Jordan so much. Obviously, my goat. A 50 year old, <laughs> 50 old. former basketball player. Regardless of how good, regardless, regardless of how good they, they 50 were. years old, Jordan as an dropped athlete, me off eleven zero. Fifty years I, old, he dropped me off eleven zero. But we're talking about a prime NBA player. That's where you guys are. are I think you're not thinking about. We're talking about a prime NBA player. Well, who's I'm like also 10. taking into account he's talking about prime Brian Scalabrini. So him saying prime is like me saying prime Patrick Beverly. Like what the like what is prime? What is prime Brian so Scalabrini? He doesn't show up in a Eight game. Doesn't mean game? he's not skillful, bro. Like like he's still a, he's Brian prime Brian Scalabrini. I know, I know, I know. On this, on no, this I, agree, bucket, I agree. Unless we're talking about NBA players, I agree. Like you can't uh -huh. disrespect the guy yeah. just because I'm he's a not warmer. disrespecting him. I'm saying Michael Jordan I just, I'm is just, not as old as If Michael Jordan takes it personal, I just I just Michael Jordan literally asked Magic Johnson to literally. Put his shoes on at the freaking All Star game last year. He said, "Put your shoes on to see me on the court." So yeah, I'm just, I just—I don't know. Another sixty-year-old. Like still got a lot Another sixty-year-old to play like... basketball with him. What? That was a bad point. Uh, <laughs> it's well, okay. It was a bad point. However, we're also taking into account that it's that it's. It's prime Jordan still who versus, 110 percent. Uh, Jordan will drop me off. He can be on his deathbed, so, and he'll still beat so, me 11-0. So I, Michael I Jordan that. at 50 years old, Brian, or prime Steve Novak. Steve Novak. You give Steve Novak the ball once, Are he's popping it from Novak? anywhere he's standing, bro. He's still an NBA player. You guys have to understand, when you're not in an arena with 20,000 people watching you and all that noise and all those lights, if you're just in a straight-alone gym, why do you think TJ Warren was dropping 50 in the bubble? Huh? Why do you think guys were randomly popping off in the bubble, shooting from anywhere they wanted? I Jamal Murray Steve averaged 50 Novak points in a playoff, all my in a playoff series. If, you're, if you are a prime no NBA move. player... If you are a prime NBA player sitting in an open gym, I, I, I don't think you'll be able to count on your hand how many shots they missed. I don't think you can. We're talking about prime NBA players. We're talking about the smallest percentile of the world of people that play You're basketball. also talking about Michael Jordan. That's the one thing at I think you're old. missing. At 50 years old. <laughs> at 50 years old. Thing. At 50 years old. He, I'm saying if he... I don't think Jordan's body, I don't think Jordan's he, he body made, at 50 years old could keep up with a prime Scalabrini. That's all for, I'm going to say. For how... What are we playing to? 11? That he to yeah. 11 points? Think you could do that. I'm, I'm taking MJ. Court, MJ used to play people in the lines just for fun, Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, right, right. I'm taking Brian Scalabrini. Absolutely. But, in the half but court, I'm just saying, if it's one-on-one one half court, court, bro. I'm taking MJ. Move on. It, it, Brian Scalabrini <laughs> got Scalabrini one time to score, and I just think MJ going... He's an NBA player. He's a prime oh, NBA oh. player compared to okay. an, old, 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 an older player. 50 years old. Okay. All right. This is this is the this is the next question. This is the next question. He this should be simple because 40, I'm giving but... you a list of names too. Yeah. Okay. So a decade after um, he played basketball, you think he was playing basketball when he retired, bro? He was, you think he was you think golf. he went straight to pizza right the second after he no, retired? No. But we're talking about a decade of not <laughs> playing at that level compared to a player who was night on a nightly basis playing at that high level of intensity. There's a difference, guys. When you're running full court 82 times a season and an NBA, we're not as an talking NBA player, about running. Going to we're practice talking about day, basketball. Going to practice every day, staying conditioned. 
listen, the even then, if the it's a half court setting, even then, if it's a half court setting, you're talking about a guy who's every single day matched up against 11 other NBA players in a practice facility, which is where him and Jordan would be playing, right? In an empty court. You're talking about a guy who's time and time again in his prime has had multiple years of this experience compared to a guy who's 50 years old, who's obviously his body is, is worn down. You cannot tell me that Jordan was, was even one fourth of the player he was at 50 compared to when he retired. The fadeaways were still sure. hidden. But I'm saying the when you have a prime, I mean, on, on me, he's prime, beating me 11 0 like this. Eddie but Scalabrini's going to be able to guard that. Versus Michael Jordan. Oh, this is prime <laughs> Eddie Curry. Come on, versus man. what Michael Jordan? Moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Verse, verse 50 year old Michael Jordan. Prime Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry? I thought you said Stephen Curry. I I'm going to ask you this question, and it comes from GMoney24. I'm going to give you a list of NBA players that were born in California, and you are going to tell me if this list of players would be good enough to win a gold medal for the U.S. if they had the opportunity. These players start off with Sandy's number one guy, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, Romello, and Lonzo Ball. Jesus. Uh, Paul George, Aaron Gordon. Jalen Green. You said James Lonzo Martin, before Drew Paul Holiday. George. Yeah, I thought you were gonna read these. Th- off this is how I'm reading it off. Oh, oh, I was, I was gonna. Yeah, say. can y'all, can y'all oh, calm down? I thought, you decided, I thought I was gonna do that. Win an, would they win an NBA championship? How about that? Yes, they win anything. They win anything. Okay, Wait, okay, okay. That, okay. All right, but like, give me the big names first. I'll read you the you first five. The first five. Russell Westbrook. Okay, I'll give you the big names. Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Demar Derozan, Paul George, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Jared Allen. Yeah. Yeah. That's an insane team. They went I was at first trying to think of like, oh, maybe they don't match up chemistry-wise. There's too many fours. And you said Dame, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lonzo. Dame and Russell Westbrook Lonzo on the same team? That'd be crazy. Like, imagine imagine I don't think, Russell I don't Westbrook think at point and Dame at your two. If he was healthy, it would yeah. be nice on defense. But All right. Well, that was a great episode, guys. So you think Lamelo's going to make it? I got to. I got a shower. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling another weather, by the way. This was another uh, Saney flu game episode. Saini I think this is like game. our eighth one. Eighth episode where I've had to record sick. Gotta be. <laughs> but um, um, thank you for tuning in for episode 33. We are one-third on the way to episode 100. Crazy to think about. Indeed. Any last words, Hoop? Um, yeah, and I think I'm taking MJ over Brian. And I'm taking 2018 Kevin Durant. <laughs> Have a great day.